We are glad to have you. I am Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Seth March. And we are here every week due to our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit. I almost said Red Calf for whatever reason. Same thing. Um, They're going to be with us in this next hour talking about some special things they have going on. And at the beginning of the show, we always get to the top two in our two. All right, this is the part of the show where we tell you about things that we are sort of obsessed with, can't get out of our minds, new things, fun things, fresh things. Yeah, yeah. What do I got? What uh, do you got? All right. So this is a holdover, guys, from last weekend. When Elizabeth was Reese, Reese was here, we talked a lot about cookbooks. Yep. And one of the things that she had said was, God, I just wish that someone would like be able to... She wants to cook from her cookbooks on her shelves. Not necessarily because there's, uh, there's a new app coming out that's like the Spotify for cookbooks, which will basically you know, give you access to some 50,000 recipes in in so many cookbooks all over the world but she's saying i would actually like to just cook from my books on my shelf but have something where i could say hey i'm thinking i want chicken salad which of my books could i find a great chicken salad recipe in and then go to her book for that cool so there is so we were saying how there was like no chance like this would be crazy it would be basically like an indexing service like if i had a million dollars i'd develop an app well there's a thing after someone listening to the show on podcast on sunday heard it sent us a note there's a place called eat your books and it's called rediscover your cookbooks it's a community of cookbook lovers and eat your books is a way that you can enter in and you can choose you can join it for 30 bucks a month or you can go for free and put in five of your favorite books yeah but unlimited access to all these books that basically you put in say like i have nigella express and i and then i click yoto uh oto Lengi's plenty and I do ad hoc at home and I have all those in there. And then I can say, like, I can be at work and think, okay, well, I know I want to make soup tonight. I want to make a potato soup. And I can put that in and it'll, it'll search. It'll show all the books that I have on my bookshelf and it'll say, okay, there's a great potato soup uh, recipe in Nigella's book on page 52. And so, and huh. it even shows you, it won't give you the recipe there, but it shows you the recipe. And it even, or it, it basically gives you like a list of what is in the recipe so that you can then say, okay, I need to go shop and I know I need this and this so and this. So it's ingredients, not instructions. Right. It's just a list. I wonder if they show you pictures, like they if don't. people made well, it or. There is a community. So you can basically search through. And the cool part is I joined and I just started it, but you can do uh, where, so like I can see what books I have on my shelf, but I could also see if I make my account public i can see what you have on your shelf so i could say wow steph march has this cook i've never heard of this book before and then i can click onto that book and they have books where they do have some recipes online but mostly it's about cooking the books that you already own cool it's very very cool Cool. you guys it's 30 bucks a month that's a lot is it (laughs) or maybe it's 30 bucks a year i for an app 
It seems like it, I have to look. Okay, because I remember there was something, but it was yeah. I'll find thirty dollars sticks in your mind. Okay, so my top two in hour two. Mm-hmm. If as you guys know, I do a podcast called Makers of Minnesota. You can find it where you find your favorite podcasts. And um, I had the opportunity to speak with a company that the podcast will be airing in a couple of weeks. But it's Revel Greens, and it's a new. Um, greenhouse in the Twin Cities that's Minnesota made and they are making fresh greens in um, like the box lettuce section, right? Yes. So what I love about this is A, it's Minnesota made. B, they've changed their packaging. So it's a clamshell, but there isn't a lid on the top. It's a film that allows air to come in. So the greens are fresher and stay fresher longer. Nice. I, I they don't recommend this, but I literally had some that went two weeks. <clears throat> so that's a long time for a box of greens for them to last two weeks, I think. Yeah. Usually they don't last that long. And they're delicious. Oh. Really, really delicious. And they just introduced, and this is my top two today, the Revel Greens Arugula. Oh. Now, if you can get arugula at your farmer's market or grow it, that's my favorite I've way. Been growing but it, it's yeah. not practical for me. So I am like, I love arugula. I love it so much. And a lot of times you get it and there's like the kind of yellowing, spotted, brown, yucky leaves in there. This is just so fresh and delicious and peppery. It's, I love to have arugula with olive oil, a squeeze of lemon juice, a little salt, a little pepper, and put that as the base for my ribeye grilled meats. So that's the kielbasa salad, yes. too. It's and the when same you described thing. it to me, then yep. I was like, oh, yeah, Done. now I get it. Yep, the kielbasa totally. salad. Love it. So Revel Greens, Revel top Greens. two hour two. Okay. Uh, just to, to be clear, I did dial up Eat Your Books as a $30 per year oh, membership. Okay. So $3 per month or 30 per year. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Okay. So the second thing for top two in hour two is a lemonade. For Loving. Me. Because we, Jake has gotten on a big lemonade kick. And so we have been like kind of working on what is the best, what is the best way to do it. And honestly, one of the things that I realized that we're kind of missing is actually keeping the lemon in the lemonade. So, cause when we go to the farmer's market in Minneapolis, you know, one of the first things we do is get a brat and a lemonade yep. and we walk around and the thing that they do is to cut the lemon in half, to juice it into, you know, over your ice Throw a bunch of sugar in there and then shake it with the actual lemon in the cup. So you get the oil from the so you peel. you get the oil from the peel, which I have been forgetting to do. And so that was one of the things that I think has upped it. Um, but the idea of just like, I don't put, you know, we put like a thunk of, of uh, sugar in there. But without like getting too fancy or anything else, it's so simple, so easy, so refreshing. The big thing, just as a tip, shaking it and keep the lemon in there. Okay. And... I'm just going to expand upon your lemonade idea here. Yeah. You also grab a a sprig of basil, grab a sprig of thyme, grab a sprig of mint. And I learned that you slap it. Smack it. it. (laughs) And it releases like the oils in those herbs. And then you put that inside your lemonade. Yeah. And it makes like a basil lemonade or a mint lemonade. Not for Jake, but for adults. (laughs) No, just, oh, because he doesn't want herbs. Yeah, he doesn't want, he wants, he's going for the cleanest, purest, most simple lemon. With like sweetness that you get. Okay. And that's well, kind of it. Yum. But and I then, do like the idea of, I always love a basil. I always love lemon thyme, actually. I do too. That's the good and stuff. Then you add gin. Yeah. Or vodka mm-hmm. or rum or, or tequila, Blanco. That's been what I've been drinking this summer, which leads me to my second top which two in hour two. Which is your second. 
So I love a good bootleg. Mm-hmm. This is like the classic Minnesota drink recipe. It supposedly started at like, um, someone says the Minnakata Country Club. I don't know uh, if that's where it started I know exactly where it started. It started in Woodhill out in Lake Minnetonka area. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So it was a country club drink that people drank. People are going to get mad that I said that. Why? Because is it it's like, a big war. What's the Juicy Lucy? It is. There's a big war in country clubs and golf clubs and everybody else who invented the bootleg. Okay. So. Well, it's delicious, whoever invented it. It is uh, simple syrup. You can have rum, vodka, or gin. Uh, Okay, go ahead. I drink mine with gin. It's a it's like a vodka thing. Okay, I yeah. drink mine with gin. Do you? See, we're, you know, why you gotta be harsh on my bootleg? Only because it's very like there's like this whole thing of like what's the right bootleg? Like all on the Lake Minnetonka area, there's like the it's like it's not just like hey have your cocktail. It's like you can't call it a bootleg. If like people get weird about it. Okay, I'm just playing that devil's part. <laughs> That's of That's fine. I expect this from you. Yeah. This is the genesis of the show. Yeah, I am the eater. She is the expert. No, okay, she's, she's the yeah. I'm the ego. I guess right. <laughs> no, just the expert. This is your full time. Like these very facts are very important to you. Okay. Here's something that you can get behind though, Stephanie. Yes. I went to Certix yesterday and they have like a cooler. It's like a mini fridge cooler like yeah. you have in your dorm room with bootleg mix I already see mixed up in there and it's being made locally. Well, so, so you can just go in and you don't have to, I have a recipe that we'll post, but if you don't want to make your own bootleg, you just buy this mix. So, okay, this PS, there's also like a packaged beverage that's like a malt beverage, like a Mike's Hard Lemonade that is called the bootleg. Have you had it? It's not good. I didn't think so either. It's real bad. Which leads me to, on Thursday, I'm going to be doing a segment on Jason's show about canned cocktails. I bought it. I tried it. I didn't like it. Yeah. It wasn't good. It had that weird... It's metallic. Yes, like a medicinal it's taste. too metallic. And I just think that if you're going to do it, you might as well... If you're going to make... I mean, that's the whole point. The bootleg is supposed to be the celebration of summer. Literally, when I was in high school, we would steal <laughs> bottles of bootleg mix from certain places and you would and it didn't have the booze in it but you'd steal this big green bottle because you can drink it without the booze yeah you can but no no we'd stole it to put it with the booze but i'm saying like you'd get these you you know from the pool shacks of these country clubs they'd be these green bottles that look like swamp water and that was bootleg mix because there was so much mint yep so much mint oh so anyway you can buy this in this little refrigerator but this is i'm try this it's one. great it's great it's frozen when you or it's like not frozen but it's um it's like frozen consistency but not 100 percent frozen okay um in this chilled cooler at certix so that it's, is my it's, second it says it's nothing but natural too. fresh ingredients free of pres- uh, preservatives and everything so delicious i mean that's it all right I love well, it. when we come back we're gonna be talking with luke shimp catching up with him on what's happening with red cow and red rabbit we will be right back you're listening to the weekly dish Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are here. We are live in studio with our friend Luke Shemp, and we talk about you a lot. You're laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> you just sort of stopped. Yeah, that was very dangerous. We talk about you a lot, but I just publicly would like to say thank you because it is your support of the show that makes the show possible every week. So we really appreciate it. And you will allow us, because you're a good hospitalitarian and a good restaurant person and a good community steward, to talk about 
your industry, other people in the industry. You're a very giving person. So thank you for supporting our show. We really appreciate it. Well, we just love it. My wife and I was, I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago out in Colorado, we had it dialed up. And oh, we I'm so to glad. It. We went for a hike, came back, and Weekly Dish was on. There it is. Well, and it's a good time to remind you guys that we have a podcast. So they take this show and they turn it into a podcast. They podcast hour one and hour two. So you can find that on anywhere you find your podcast. So if you miss listening, on a Saturday and you want to catch up or you're at the lake, you can always listen to Weekly Dish. So thank you for being here today. You have brought a guest in, uh, Eric Thurwanger. Um, he is with the Think Great Foundation. And uh, why are you partnering with the Think Great Foundation? You're doing some charity stuff now, Luke. Not we, that you haven't always. Because, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, they've always had a pretty big charity. Absolutely. Yeah, so we kind of, the last few years, we've had kind of the silent charity arm. And this year, we uh, named it Inspired Giving. And every month, we're doing a Burger of the Month. And the Burger of the Month, then, is, is tied to a charity. And this month is Eric's charity, Think Great Foundation, that supports uh, scholarships for military spouses. Eric's a good friend of mine, also a uh, business coach of mine. So, oh, nice. Uh, when he launched, when he and his wife launched, their foundation it was just perfect for us being a family business something that's really important to our family is giving back to our communities and uh, knowing people whom we're giving to makes it even extra special eric i just have to make fun of you in a nice way i go someone said oh your guest is here and so i go out and i introduce myself and i said well i think you're a little early and you go oh yeah i was in the marines i'm always early always early <laughs> i love that yeah thank you for being late. in the marines and always being early late. <laughs> that's right. well he was that's text- absolutely right he was texting me at 9 24 he's like i'm here and i said cool i said they said 9 40 yeah i got here at 10 yeah <laughs> and i said to him too i, I didn't know case. that you guys were friends i'm like well luke will come like very much closer to the yeah. time where he's running in yeah oh, God, um, so eric so tell us about your charity so i served in the marines from 87 to 91 got out after the gulf war and i've been involved with the military and veteran community for a long time as a business coach i've actually been hired by the military um, to train on goal setting and even strategic planning for uh, military spouses at family readiness programs so i've gotten to understand their challenges and we have always my wife gina and i have always wanted to do a foundation something to support the military then we narrowed it down to military families And then we really realized uh, one of the biggest areas they sacrifice in all the moves they do is they give up on their education or they have to sacrifice the time it takes to go pursue education. And after speaking with many military commanders and I said, this is what I want to do. They said, scholarships are the way to go. And so the day after I launched the foundation, I met with Luke, told him my idea. I said, we want to do scholarships for military spouses. And he said, I'm in. Which is so amazing. Um, people forget about the spouses sometimes. I, I think they really do. Um, and and as, as it should be, so much emphasis goes on the person serving. Yep. But there are other people out there who have, maybe they haven't taken an oath, but they've made a significant contribution and, and sacrifices on behalf of our nation. And I just want to be a um, voice for them. Yeah, and I really appreciate that. So let's talk about the Red Cow. This is uh, during the month of July. You're going to donate a dollar for every burger, and it's the American Double Burger. And we have just eaten it, so we'll post some of it yeah. online because my stomach is already like, ooh, because I already ate half in about 30 seconds. <laughs> Luke, what is in the burger? Because it was delish. Yeah, so the American Double is two Red Cow grind patties, which are our short rib chuck brisket and ribeye blend that we grind every day in-house. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sliced pickles. Um, very simple, just a simple pickle brine and a, a special sauce, which is kind of a cross of a riff between the in and out um, sauce and a little bit of Big Mac sauce. It's kind of like a little riff. Our, our chefs had to go to both. Uh, actually, one of them 
actually went to California on a trip and he <laughs> came back and he brought some sauce with him. And we, <laughs> and so it was, That's it was just funny. a yeah. fun burger. Um, and we called it the American Double just during July being patriotic and then tying it with, uh, with uh, Eric's um, charity. It just made sense to all kind of make an American Double. And it's just classic American it's Double classic cheeseburger. It's a classic cheeseburger, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, uh, I hope this doesn't sound bad. It's sort of like um, the quarter pounder with cheese if it was made well and with good <laughs> meat and because it's perfectly griddled. The bun is great. The sauce. I the think cheese. there's absolutely zero comparison. It is like leagues above a double quarter pounder but, with cheese. But you know what I mean? Like leagues. just like that is a sawdust bomb oh, compared see, to this. But I see where she's going. Yeah, I'm just saying there are so many other better double burgers you could compare it to. Well, but I will tell you, I the, like it. the beautiful. Oh no, it's is fabulous. And the fact that the the griddle the kind of like sears itself right into the bun to me mm. that's like the win is when you get that good amount of little fat and the crustiness and it becomes almost like a like a, you know, like a, it's almost like a press sandwich. Quite it, is, honestly. it is. And the key too is buttered buns. I mean, so many people, even in our stores, when we, when people get a bun and they aren't wowed by it, you can tell right away that it hasn't, doesn't have enough butter on it. So for all you cooks at home, if you're, if you're cooking on the grill tonight, butter your buns. Yeah, that's so true. Butter your buns. <laughs> I that know. just explains. So my husband, it's kind of a joke at our house. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to go out to where should we go? Red cow. Like mm. it, there's never a moment where he doesn't say red cow. <laughs> And even my daughter is like, let me guess, red cow? And if I say anything other than red cow, it will be like, well, yeah, we could. Well, we're going to change that soon. But we're when just we going to red, red cow. I know. When we open red rabbit. Red now he's going to say two things. He's going to go red cow or red rabbit. Do you know what he said, too? He goes, <laughs> okay, so you're opening red rabbit. You have a location on Washington in mm. the big red building there, but you're also opening in the old wild onion in St. Paul. How is that progress going? Coming along great. We're right on schedule. We're um, looking to open September 25th. And uh, yeah, it's in the former Wild Onion on 788 Grand Avenue. It's a great location, 50 parking spots. I was going to say awesome, lots of parking. Awesome parking lot, which we're really lucky, knock on something. Yeah. And we were able to do, uh, um, yeah, Formica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were able to procure uh, that, both the building and the parking lot. And it's, it's really going to be a great space. We're changing it up a little bit from the Washington Avenue project. It's going to have a bigger bar. Um, couple of TVs in there, yep. more more beers. Uh, I think one thing that we did wrong at the current Red Rabbit, we only have about 20 beers. And so we're going to up it to 36 beers and, wow. and make it more and try to be more beer and pizza to, to a degree. So, but still have, yeah. the, you know, in the pasta, we're not going to dumb it down by any means but we just want to have that beer and pizza are you changing factor. the footprint inside i mean so is that because the wild onion had a huge bar is that going to be the same or are uh, you in the same space but okay. we did we did um we we left the four exterior walls okay much. oh but the, everything else everything is, else is new did yeah. you keep the fireplace outside in the patio the patio did stay yes that's yeah, pretty sweet that, but you not many people have floor. that uh, we did get rid of the dance floor we kept the disco ball we're going to put it downstairs <laughs> and maybe we'll have some you know maybe we'll have some like you know basement parties basement parties or that's something funny like that. yeah. that's funny yeah because you used to be able to go in like get your unst, unst, unst on there yeah um my husband was asking me he was like is it just gonna be like italian food like what are they gonna serve you know so so red rabbit is pizza pasta oysters very italian focused um chef todd's uh, forte is is italian cooking a lot of fresh pastas and uh and we've got a great uh chef out of san francisco that is going to be running that store his name is brent johnson he's worked kind of all over he's run the gamut for about 17 or 18 years in San Francisco from everything from Michelin stars to cute little neighborhood pubs. And uh, like most chefs, they followed a girl here. Yeah, <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> yep, He's a transplant. He, mm-hmm. hasn't spent, he hasn't spent a full winter here. He came in about February, so he, he got a little taste of it. Mm-hmm. He got that yep. April storm. That yeah. was a good yep. one. Yep, mm-hmm. that was a good one. Yep, he, got, he was able to shovel at Red Rabbit a few times <laughs> <That's> <laughs> when during that April storm. Um, but 
we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be great. And to have another Red Rabbit outlet will be um, cool to give that to the St. Paul side of town. Uh, one thing that we talked about, too, is people like local restaurants and you're a local restaurant. But you present kind of like a chain because you have a few of them. So we talk a lot about you live in our community. Your sons work there. Your wife works there. Um, what is, when you think about like a local restaurant and why it's important to you, like, I think it's because you can give back to your local community and do charitable things. And yeah, and just being hands-on, you know, part of, part of what we're trying. Yes, we have multiple locations with the same name. So it it is a challenge. People do want to use that chain word and and we're really trying to break that because we're just a local, you know, group family owned business. And and yes, do we, we will have six restaurants. Yes. Wait. Yeah, we like to call them collections. Yeah, it's a collection. Yeah, local collection of, uh, and you're right, my two sons are in the finance side of our business. Uh, my wife helps me run them, and then, uh, and it's just great. And the charity charitable arm piece is really big. We've been doing that um, since the beginning, and I think this year, year to date, we're up to about $60,000 locally that we've given back to um, different um community aspects. It's not always charities. It can be um, sports programs, yeah. um, you know, youth choir programs, uh, we, youth symphony. We've done that. You name it. Um, it, it. Anything that we feel where it really supports the local communities that we're in, we generally give back. Um, I just, I wanted to ask too, uh, as you're planning on Red Cow, like any updates, any changes, are there things that are evolving there? Not much right now. We've, we've, uh, you know, every month we're always coming up with some new features and just working our way through. And we, we modify the menu often where we throw on it, sprinkle in a new menu item here or there, and, and we don't make a big splash about it. We will be launching a new Red Rabbit menu um, August 15th. Okay. Oh, great. At, um, at Minneapolis first, and then that'll carry over to St. Paul. Cool. Uh, I think uh, I think you guys maybe had a chance to sample that a few weeks ago when you came on that little patio tour. Yeah, we had the ling- that linguine yeah, is linguine still vongole. Oh. Yeah. Any vongole, I'm in bread crumbs, their garlicky <laughs> bread crumbs. That was mm-hmm. like a dish that was so unexpected and lovely. Yeah, yeah and right now, uh, let's see, well, it ended, but we had it on the um, the Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine uh, Restaurant Week. We had the poppy seed raviolo. Which yeah, was how'd that go? Amazing, amazing. Yeah. It was great. That's that it, was a beautiful dish too with yeah. the ricotta inside mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah ricotta, the burrata, had a right? Bit yeah. Of, yeah, had burrata ricotta inside, and then a little bit of a um, pickled rhubarb, and then rhubarb gastrique on yeah. top. Was, Yum. Chef Todd did an amazing job with that. So good. All right. Well, thank you for being here today. Thanks for bringing us burgers. Thank you for running your foundation and helping. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, you guys. It's a great foundation. We'll put a link on the Facebook page so you can get more information if you're interested. And get a burger. Yes, get it now. Yeah, come get a burger. Support Think Great. Thank you. Uh, A double burger goes down at the same rate as a single burger. Oh, I was was not going to eat until dinner time today because I'm doing this intermittent fasting. I'm, I'm doing all kinds of ways of it, but yes. And I was on vacation for three weeks and I felt kind of bloated when I got home. It was like I got right back on it and I'm like back to where I was. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so last night I had dinner. <laughs> talking about dinner uh, that we're going to be talking about in a few seconds. But um, I want to make sure that we used to do this segment called, wait, what was that? Do you remember that? Yes. And I was thinking about the dinner I was eating and how there's a lot of people who don't 
even understand what things are and why they're there and in different cuisines. And so one of the things is I brought Jake to my friend Eddie Wu's place in St. Paul, Cook St. Paul, because he was having a Korean night. And I thought this is going to be a nice, great opportunity to sit and kind of see some great Korean style food and talk about it. And Eddie, are you on the line? Are you there? Hey, Eddie. Yeah. Hello, Eddie Wu. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> So Eddie is the owner of Cook St. Paul, which is, of course, a breakfast and lunch place on Payne Avenue in St. Paul. But he's doing these special dinners. He did a couple last or Thursday, Friday, and then today, Saturday and Sunday. He's doing Korean night at Cook St. Paul. Wait, Eddie, why are you doing this? Um, I, I, are you crazy? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I love working uh, double four days in a row. It's, <laughs> I felt like... I felt like the bo- the dredges of a seventy hour work week were were uh, leaving me bored. Um, <laughs> I like uh, I like I like uh, Korean food and trying new Korean food. And there's but you know about thirty percent of the daytime menu is Korean food. Uh, the rest Americana diner stuff. So there's not a, a lot of room. And I have an amazing chef, Kat Nelson. She she runs that program. So there isn't that much room for me to. Uh, really explore with the more uh, out there Korean stuff, the stuff like that people don't understand or know about, like you're talking about. Yeah. But um, so the Korean nights give me the opportunity to put together menus, try some stuff, see what works, see what doesn't. With the goal, you know, a girl can dream, and one day I'd like to be able to just do Korean dinners with consistency at Cook St. Paul since I'm never open nights. Right. Um, and this is kind of my R&D way. Uh, it helps. Um, with my sanity, when I'm staring in front of a six burner and a flat top and two fires, I'm not worrying about payroll or uh, accounts payable or um, if they're coming to set the lights off today or tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that is my sanity. There's that. And, I mean, in the summer on Payne Avenue, it gets low. People in Minnesota like cabins or whatever people with free time do, I guess. I guess. They uh, go out to festivals. So it helps. It helps. Heads. Heads the uh, the slowing down uh, to just generate some new income, and you know, if there's anything that I'm more like, if I would say that's my food thing, um, it's Korean food. People throw around the c word and chef when they want to talk about me, but I have a chef, and calling me chef is like a, a slap in the face to line cooks. So, uh, <laughs> but if there's anything I know food wise, it's Korean food, and that's so that's where I get closest to. Uh, I, I don't know. There's like 18 different chefs in in French restaurants. Whatever the first one is, Chef de Partie or something, I think that's where I'm at right now. Well, so you, and when you opened Cooks, you know, it was the old Sirlands Cafe, and you basically, you were doing a breakfast and lunch spot, and so you knew that you had to bring in, like, you you know, you have regular pancakes, and you have, like, a, you know, kind of a good breakfast, lunch, brunchy vibe, but then you slowly started sprinkling, you know, or you kind of sprinkled a few things. You had the kimchi pancakes, and you had little things here and there, and now you've kind of, over the last couple of years, really, I think you are responsible for helping people understand what some things are and you and i were talking about you told me about the woman who came in who was like oh i heard i gotta try that salad the bibimbap yeah. the bibimbap my 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 friend doris yeah she said you got this rice salad and it's like a bopty boop the bopty boop it's, it's, it's just a die for yeah and there is and i mean I'm like my intent when i opened in cook st paul was one preserving my apprentice for nine months under a korean chef like i didn't want to lose that so we had three items on the menu when we opened of the, I think, 80 total between breakfast and lunch. And it was the bibimbap, the Korean pancakes, and the Korean burger. So they kind of fuse anything. But, uh, which is phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. Try that too. Um, 
but uh, it, I just wanted to preserve it and be the bridge. Not like an overwhelming majority of Korean restaurants have vegan bob. That is, if there were a national dish of Korea, it'd be that. So my theory, after apprenticing in the, at Seoul Cafe, I was the server and the cook and the dishwasher. So I got to interact with my ilk, the the Scandinavian mutt Minnesotans, you know? <laughs> and I get to understand why their apprehensions and their approach to Korean food. So I thought, all right, if you can come to cook and one person gets pancakes, one person gets a grilled cheese sandwich, one person gets French toast, and then a fourth person gets a bibimbap and you share it, then that's your stepping stone. You say, oh, all right. This isn't as scary as it seems. So I can get that and eventually get to the point where you could go to a Korean restaurant and three people could get a bibimbap and one person could get yukejang or a hamopajang, something like that. So uh, like a, a, like a, an actual traditional Korean dish because there's so much to the Korean cuisine that I love that I, I think um, isn't that different from other than the spice levels. Isn't that different from what we eat in Minnesota that, it, you know, it's comfort food, it's farmer yeah. food, it's phenomenal, but it's, there's apprehension up first, and I want to be the icebreaker to uh, to to put the first arrow in your quiver and send you <laughs> on your way to the Korean restaurant. I love that. So, like last night. So here's the deal. So, well, the other thing that Eddie does is he hosts pop ups for other different chefs who want to, you know, try because he's closed at night. And so he, what he does is he opens his restaurant to let, you know, like Yia Vang of Union Kitchen and, and different uh, people come and they do pop-ups, um, you know, of their own accord. Yep. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of great introducing of different cuisines through Cook St. Paul. But I love the fact that you do one like your pop-up is basically Korean night. And I, I love the fact that it's kind of like you're helping people grow into it because one of the things we had talked about uh, with a friend of mine, because I asked if she wanted to come with us last night and she looked at the menu and she's like, so what's Banchan and what's, you know, Banchan? What do you think that is? And I'm like, Banchan, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just this little dish of marinated vegetables. And I thought about it and I was like, you know how like you put out pickle, your pickle tray? It's the yeah. same Thing. It's the relish tray. It's the relish tray. And I just, yeah. I, so that's, I was thinking about it in terms of how wonderful it is that there is something like this. And, and it's not, you know, like it's not stuck up or stuffy and you don't think that anybody should already know things. It's just so welcoming. Yeah. And I have like, I, I don't know if I told you, I, I have servers that have worked with me since the opening that still can't really tell you what Daikon is. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> that is the East side. That is, that is the core. That is, I am a St. Paul. I have, I'm, I, I'm I'm I put in an application to be accepted as an East Sider. Yeah. I'm not actually from the East Side. It's being reviewed. But this this is my these are my people. This is we call it Royal Blue Collar or Greasy Silver Spoon over here. Like this is this way we want to treat it. And that's what I want. Like I was I, like I've used the term before, culinarily pedantic. I don't want that. I don't want like we get, everyone knows something that some that you don't know. So don't try to put it in their face that that's that. Like I actually learned from you. I don't know if you remember it, Stephanie March, but I think it was two years ago or three years ago when it was like the year-end roundup that was like, what's one thing that you want to stop in the, in the restaurant industry? Yeah. And your response was, people to stop calling with uh, doing dinner at their restaurant pop-ups. If you're doing it at your restaurant, yeah. it's dinner, it's, not a pop-up. It's just dinner. So I, I was like, all right, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to call it Korean dinner from now on. Because I, I called it pop-ups up front. Yeah. And I learned. And I want people to, without feeling like it's being shamed or being talked down to, like, oh, that you know, what is Pan-Chan? And then you put it, frame it in a way that is familiar to them, and then it sticks better. Like, the, 
if you get it conceptually, then it's easier for you to enjoy it, you know? Yeah. It's like people eat with their eyes, but they also eat with their brains. Like, if, if you were to tell someone to eat uh, Ethiopian food and they were born and raised in northern Minnesota, they'd look at it like, I have no clue how to eat this, therefore I'm having a bad experience. You but know... You know, the thing is, like, so if you're available for people to come and chat you up, I know you're always in the kitchen and that's the hard part. But I, the best part is, you guys, if you can make a chance to go in and chat with Eddie Wu, it is it is 100% what you should be doing. And Eddie, <laughs> what's the best way to find out about these Korean pop-ups? Uh, don't don't slight Stephanie March. The uh, <laughs> Korean dinner. The Korean dinner. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I didn't even. Right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, we put it. We put. Uh, I put it up on my website and my Facebook page. Um, right now we're gonna do it through uh Sunday and then next week Thursday through Sunday and then um I got Thursdays. I got every Thursday in August Union Kitchen doing pop ups here. Um, but it website Facebook email if you email. Off the website, there's an email list. If you just send me an email through the website, I'll put you on the list. Great. Ben Allen next Wednesday yes. is doing El Norte Kitchen, too. That's an awesome pop-up. Sonoran-specific Mexican food. Yeah, and he's doing all, a really whole bunch of fire grilled awesome stuff. Chef. So like, good. All right, Eddie, love. get back in the kitchen. I love you guys. Okay, I'm serving right, on the floor today. I'm serving. <laughs> okay, we'll be we'll right back. We'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, hold up, girl. Don't you know you're beautiful? And it's easy to see. It is meant to be. I like this song. Do you really? I think so, yes. I want to say, um, the guy, okay, I'm going to like try to act like I know something about music and I don't. The guy that's singing it is the woman that's singing it with him was on American Idol, Alana, I think, Aliana, Alana was her name, and they were friends in high school. Oh. And she was like the like prom queen and like the darling who could sing, and she's got his career going now, and he was kind of like the rebel kid that had a bad family. And, I know nothing of this. And she, yep. he was like, well, I want to sing, and she was like, you just should, you should sing. So he did something, and she shared it, mm-hmm. and then it helped people find him. So anyway, okay, that's my whole story, uh, and it's probably not even right, but there you go. <laughs> but it was was it? I love the idea of helping the underdog, which leads story. me to Eddie Wu, right? And helping cooks of St. Paul because I want them to do Korean nights all the time. They sound so delicious. Yeah. Uh, what did you love that you ate? Well, all of it. I mean, and we had uh, we. I was just saying the banchan, which is this pickled vegetables you know uh, there's a little kimchi in there and there's some bamboo root and there's some i mean shoots and there's some you know it's all just different lovely different levels of heat and spice and tang and bit and then we had this dish that i if you saw in my instant story was uh it was (laughs) this corn dish that was i don't know that was just insane it was it's basically it's called corn cheese oh i like corn cheese it was Corn, corn and cheese. cheese. That's what it was. And it was, you know, this beautiful sweet corn with uh, some pickled jalapenos and a bunch of really good, great. There's some cotilla or there's Japanese mayo in there and then cotilla and some cheeses. And he basically he made these things that were like Doritos, but he called them Coritos and they were spiced with Korean spice mix on it. And you dip those suckers into that corn cheese situation. That sounds so good. It was beyond. Um, Sarah sent us an email and she said, I'm headed to the matinee for Mamma Mia on Sunday at two. The show's at two. Can I get a suggestion for a brunch slash lunch in St. Paul? 
New York, St. Paul. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's on pain. I mean, it is. Uh, if you want to stay downtown, it is. Remember, it is a little bit. She far. didn't say downtown. Okay. She just said St. Paul. So maybe she's going to the Roseville Theater. I don't know. Oh, well, Mama Mia's at. No, oh, the show. I think she's going to the show. Oh, you're the right, one at the Steph. I am so obsessed with Mamma Mia 2 and my need to go see it because it was filmed <laughs> in Viz, Croatia while I was there. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm just dying to go see it and to see Cher back on screen. Yeah. yeah. That's all I can think That's about. That's all you can think about. Yes. Is that what you're doing this afternoon? No, because I don't have anyone to go with, but I am going to go. Can you go by yourself to a movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Totally can yeah. and have and actually like to. Yeah. Because I was going to say, if you haven't experienced that joy. Can I tell awesome. you, this is not movie time. We've talked movies. We've talked music. But Stephanie, I saw the greatest documentary just these and it's at the Uptown Theater. And I want to tell people to go see it. It's incredible. What is it? Called Triplet Separated at Birth. Oh, I saw a cue for that. Oh, it is about these three triplets in the 1970s boys. Yeah. That this guy goes to his community college for his first day of college. And people are like, hey, dude, how's your summer? And one girl like comes up and she's kissing and hugging on him. And he's like, whoa, this is like a really friendly campus. Yeah. And another guy approaches him and he's like, Eddie, dude, I thought you weren't coming. He's like, Eddie, who's Eddie? He's like, uh, you're not Eddie. Uh, no, I'm not Eddie. Turns out he has a, a identical twin going to the same college. Right. And then it gets published in the paper like, oh, oh these two twins each find other. each other. And this woman is like, oh, my gosh, that looks just like my brother an hour and a half south in New York. There's triplets. Yeah. And then they were separated at birth. They and there's a whole long story. It is a great documentary about nature versus about nurture. Yeah. If you're looking for a good movie, go see it. Oh, God. I can't. I, I do want to see it. It was awesome. I'll probably wait till it comes to the Netflix. It was awesome. Like when it was over. The entire theater just sat there. Yeah, right? People didn't clap. People didn't leave. They just were like sitting there. They were just stunned. And then we talked about it for an hour in my car. Yeah. that's I love when that happens. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. I love documentaries, which reminds me how much I love Elizabeth Reese, who only likes to watch documentaries. <laughs> that is such a great strategy that, that I cannot good. do. Um, hey, guess what I'm doing today, by the way? Uh, going somewhere super fun like Lumberjack like Days. Like Lumberjack Days. <laughs> if anyone is headed out to Stillwater, I guess there's the culinary competition, which I am emceeing. I don't know. I'm stepping into some uh, into some shoes. I guess that was there was an emergency. So I was going to go out there anyway. But now I guess I'm going to be emceeing the culinary stage. So All we'll right. see. So head out. If you're out there, come give us a wave and say hello. I know that uh, Stephen Hesse from Pajarito will be out there as Love well. Love him. So that will be fun. He he posts funny stuff on Instagram of like his kid's face. Oh, right. Just like this is the face when you are unhappy or just oh, like right? he's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, did you know about the Alamo Draft House is open now, too? I just learned that. Yeah. Just learned that. Yeah. So that's this movie theater that basically has a restaurant inside of it. But it's also uh, you can order from your seat. It's in Woodbury. Yeah. And here's it's a national chain. Yeah. But it's interesting. And I've been in Colorado, like sometimes when my family wants to ski for the 12th day Mm -hmm. and I'm exhausted. Yeah. I go and I go to the movies instead and eat. Yeah. Um, What I love about this place is you can write on a card if the people are talking too loud by you and they send someone in to like give them the hand. Say like, like, hey, hey, can you just, can you just, yeah, they do not want you to be talking in the movie theater. Actually. And if you want another beer, you don't like wait for your server and like you write it on a card. Like I'd like another beer. So there's no talking. Right. No. And they're, they have a big no texting policy either, which I think is great. Cause I think, I don't understand why people, I don't know. I don't know how you aren't engaged in a movie enough to like look at your phone. I haven't told my friend this yet that went to that movie with me just the other day, Yeah, but she kept picking up her phone and the light would go on. I hate that. I, yeah, I need to tell her to stop that. Yeah. 
I like to sit in the front row. Yeah, no, we're we're row threeers. If I sit in the front row, or row three usually is pretty much the front row because no one's in front of you. Yeah. No one's on the side of you. You are just alone in your movie experience. Like That's immersed. what I want. I don't want to look at your hair. No. Nope. I don't want you kicking my chair. I don't want to hear you chewing your popcorn. I'm okay with a little of that. But my I mean, just, I understand because the hardest part is for me is if when people are talking yeah. during the movie. Like they think they're in their living room. They're like, oh, that guy did totally is going to do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. When I asked my husband to go to a movie, he goes, you don't even like going to movies. There's too much chewing. Oh my God. <laughs> it gives him anxiety to go to the movies with me. Knowing that Because he thinks mad. I'm going to tell people yeah. off in yeah. the movie theater, which I, I don't, incidentally. But it, like if you're talking or you're <laughs> chewing too loud, I don't. Really? I, I still, I resent. Okay. I passive aggress you, but he, I don't say anything. He takes your energy yeah, and he, pulls it. And, and he just sees my face and he's like, oh my God, she's upset. She, he, he. That's what's being married of 25 years. It's like we act out each other's emotions. You don't even have to. You don't even have your to. Your spouse is doing it for You're you. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Hey, I have a question. Have you done one of the tap room, the tap wall places yet where you walk up and you pour your own beer? No. Okay, so there's a new one in North Loop called the First Draft Tap Room and Kitchen. And it has got like 54 taps on the wall. And then it's got a vaguely Minnesota. How do you pay? Thing. So it's a credit card situation. You usually have a chip. Like you wear a bracelet that has a chip on it. Okay. So when you get close to the tap, it'll register that's your chip. Some of them have a swipe thing too. Um, and then it'll collect all your, like you get a card separate from your credit card. But then it charges you per ounce. Right. So the funny thing is there's a couple of these that have popped up. There's one called the Tap Society in Kingfield as well. Um, and I was talking with someone who was sitting there watching. He's a restaurateur and he was like considering about this because, of course, this means you have no bartenders or no. Right. So that's a labor situation. It's a labor saver. Um, but he's like, wow, I really didn't know. I didn't really understand how many people don't know how to pour beverages like even on their own. And he was like, this It's guy? like being at Menchie's to get yogurt and watching people try to use the yogurt machine. Yeah, he was so, <laughs> he totally told the story. He was sitting there and he's just watching these people walk up and they like take a pint glass and pour the wine pour into the pint glass. And they're like, this is a $22 wine. What? And like, yeah, you don't pour 16 ounces of wine. Yeah. So. A reason why servers might be good. Wow. I'm just saying. Will you have fun at Lumberjack Days? All right, you I'll go be back, back up to the you. cabin. Yeah, I'll be back with you next week, though. So, that's We're awesome. looking forward to being back. Uh, it's a weekly dish, and right. it's summer. <laughs> have a great day. Judge out.